0: We want to welcome every one of you and those watching us online through Facebook, YouTube. Thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. My name is Nicholas, one of the pastors here at Life Point, and I'm going to bring you the Word of God today, and I'm going to invite you to open your Bible or Bible app in the book of John chapter 6, John chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, New International Version. And the verse will be at the screen. And it says, Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him, followed Jesus, because they saw the things that he had performed by healing the sick. I want to invite you to go in prayer to God. Father God, we just want to thank you for this day we want to celebrate you because of who you are because there's no one like you god because you are amazing you're awesome god and father god thank you for restoring this relationship with you through jesus through his power through his love and the cross i want to thank you holy spirit because you're here today with us and speak to us you always too. We dedicate this time to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So today's message is the 5,000. It's the title of the message, the 5,000. And I have two main goals for you this morning. The first one is going to be as a reminder for you. So you remember how God sees you. So it's going to be more for you. The first point is going to be more for you, to you. The second point is going to be more about how God wants you to see things. How God wants you to see situations, problems. And I'm going to be uh, reading in all these verses as we go forward to the message. And really something interesting about Jesus feeding the 5,000 about this passage is that Besides the resurrection, this is the only other miracle that we find in all for the gospel. Which means, like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all wrote down about this huge event that we're going to see today. And verses 1 and 2 were describing what was going on. It said, like, Jesus has healed a man. And then, uh, man, the news spread over town and people started coming after Jesus and follow him and the Bible says like it was a crowd of 5,000 men that were following Jesus so it was a multitude of people you know like it's interesting because they said only 5,000 men and theologians says that including kids and including women it could be a crowd of 15 to 20,000 people could you imagine that one man Around 15 to 20,000 people just looking for him, wanting to see him, wanting to hear him. So all these people were looking for Jesus. Let's go to verse 5 now. John chapter 6 verse 5. And it says, Then when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? So what we see in this verse right here, the first part, is that um, Jesus is caring about people. You know, Jesus is looking at that people, at that big crowd, and he said, how can we going to, how we going to do, how, what is it that we have to do to feed these thousand, to serve them, to love them? There are 5,000 plus, and I care for them. And this is, and this is lead us to the first point that I want you to pay attention because this is for you this is how God sees you you are more than a number I want you to know that, that you're taking notes you are more than a number because yes there were 5,000 there were a big crowd there was can you imagine little kids running everywhere and women with them and, and you know it's getting darker and we have been here for you know and it's getting hot and and all the stuff a, a crowd of people Looking after Jesus, five thousand people. Th- this is how we call this chapter. If you look at your Bible, the top, the top it might say something like Jesus feed the five thousand, because this is how we interpret it. But let me tell you, like Jesus is God, and Jesus was aware of every single one of them. That Jesus saw them, but he didn't see only the multitude. But he was looking at every single one of them. Jesus knew their names. Because they are more than a number for Jesus. I remember watching this TV program one time, and it was about a guy, a shepherd guiding his flock of sheep. And to be interesting, to me, it was just that, a guy guiding his flock of sheep. You know, to me, they all look alike. To me, I don't see any difference to me they smell like right (laughs) to me everything the same no he says but what took my attention when they this guy started to speaking about his flock and he the first thing he said he said something like those they are all different they are not the same he said, their faces are special. Their eyes reflect their story. I know them. They know me. They are mine. And I was like, oh, man, I really don't know anything about it because they're not mine. I want you to know, like, for this those 5,000, they were his, his people, his town, and, and he, he cared about all of them as he cared for you. You're more than a number. You are part of this crowd this morning. You're part of this crowd today, watching online. But God doesn't see you only as a crowd. He doesn't see us only as Life Point, church. But He sees you as, as, as your name. You individually. God sees you and He cares for you. You are more than a number. I want you to know that you are known, that you are loved. And you are valued by Him. You are more than the number. You are His child. Can we celebrate that? Can we put Him together for our amazing God that He cared for us? No matter where you are in life, He cared for you. And um, I want to read another verses in Matthew chapter 6 because this is Jesus also talking to His people again. And He's talking about life and He's talking about do not, not being anxious about life, but he's telling them, just focus on me because I care for you. And, and let's read these verses. This is a few verses that we're going to read, but as we read it, I want you to imagine like Jesus is looking at you, because these this, this are Jesus' words. So uh, Matthew 6:25 verse will be on the screen as well. He said, "Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about life. What would you eat or drink, or oh, about your body? What would you wear? Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air; they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? You see, you're more more than a number, much more than a number. Verse twenty-seven. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Absolutely not. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet, I tell you, that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. Now let's jump to verse 33. But seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Let me say this part again. Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So Jesus cares for you, right? And he knows That anxiety is a real thing. He knows that anxiety, and be, and it's so hard to know be worried about life. You know, we all struggle with that because we know God, but we always end up in the same place, worrying about life. And and Jesus, and this is why Jesus give 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 us proof through nature. He say, "I take care of the birds. I take care of the flowers." Why you don't think I would take care of you as well? And, and and it's not like just to say I won't worry, I won't worry, I won't worry, I won't worry because I think a danger will be worrying, you know, just because saying too so much. But I feel like what Jesus is, is saying in these verses, He's giving us a new formula. It's kind of like Jesus wanting us to write, redirect our minds to Him and to what He can do. Instead of life. It's, it's, it's more like. Um, it's more like Jesus. wants you to know that like you're his. Uh, l- l- listen to this. Each detail of you. Matter to God. If something is important to you, it's important to your father. He cared for you. He, you are his. Let me put it this way. Uh, God sent his son Jesus to die for you, to save you. And then Jesus, before he left to heaven, he said, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit to comfort you and to walk with you in life. So you don't have to be anxious and worrying and just realize that, realize that I care for you. That's what Jesus says, You are more than a number. I want you to know that you're known by Him. You're loved. You're valued. Let me say one more time. You're known. You're valued. And you're loved. And I want you to say this verse, this word to, to the person next to you. I don't want to go to the next point just without you knowing this. Can you say to the person next to you this word on the screen? You are known you're valued Change you're loved by him he loves you you're his he cares for you you're more than a number now I want to go to the next point and this is how God wants us to see things and he says it is an opportunity not a problem it is an opportunity not a problem so don't be anxious don't be worried because it is an opportunity and not a problem so going back to John chapter 6 Jesus feeding the 5,000 we don't know all the details we don't don't know all that what's going on the crowd we don't we don't know what time it is we don't know every single detail but there's some fact that we know for sure in the story and the first one is that they are 5,000 plus do you agree with me more than five thousand people there 's a need because they're hungry right so if if all I do is just focus on what it is and these three things five thousand plus there 's a need and and they 're hungry then i'm going to start worrying about my, about everything right how are we going to feed these people but Sometimes we look life and we focus on what we're missing. And, but look, in this, in this story, there's two other two facts, the most important ones. And they are like, Jesus, he's aware of what's going on. So don't forget about this. And Jesus cares about them. So how can you apply this to, to your life today? Let me tell you, you're here today. You're here today. You have a need. It could be anxiety. It could be worry. It could be guilt. It could be pain. It could be shame. And, but you worry only about these things and set all your mind and give all your strength to this. You're going to meet the two main points. You know who they are? Were they? Were they? That Jesus is here for you he cares for you don't forget don't miss the big thing it is an opportunity not a problem so Jesus is trying to make his disciples to grow in faith spiritual growth so Jesus is about to feed these 5000 plus people but he wants to get his disciples involved in the miracle and this is what he said verse 5 let's read verse 5 John chapter 6, verse 5. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Pay attention to verse 6. He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. It's, it's, It's not that amazing. So Jesus with his disciples on one side, and five thousand plus people we're about to meet two of his disciples and their perspective about this situation. The first one is Philip, say with me philip Philip is the first one right you just said philip, how tell me how are we going to feed these five thousand people?" But the Bible says that he verse six that he already knew what he' going to do, but he was only Testing him. I want you to know, like God has control over everything, and nothing catches him off, off guard, right? And but still, he asking him Philip. Philip, what do you think? What should we do to feed to feed these five thousand people? Have you ever, had you ever know something, but just still ask somebody that question, like? You're talking to someone, but you know the answer, but still, you ask the person the question because you want to, I guess you want to know the person, you want to know the, the way they see life, and um, maybe you want to check if this is the right person for you, um, and you just ask questions that you know the answer, right? This is, what, this is what Jesus is doing. By the way, parents often do this. Parents know who broke the lamp in the house, parents know who spilled the Jews in the table right but still they call the kids and they say who did it right they want to check if the kids are gonna lie looking at them right and this is what Jesus is doing he knows what to do but he just asking Philip Philip what should we do I'm wondering how many times when we were facing a situation God already had a plan for it. But still, he's so interested in our growing, in our growth, that he asked the question back to us. What do you think? I know what I'm going to do with your family, but what would you do? I know what I'm going to do with your emotions, but what would you do? What steps are you going to take? Maybe you just, you have some doubts about your future. Maybe uh, you don't know you're going to make it through. And this is not what he's going to do. But just like Philip, he just throws the question back to you. What are you going to do about it? And you just fill in the blank. And just God wants you to remember something that is not a problem, but it is an opportunity. And let's see Philip's interpretation this is the first disciple that we're meeting this morning. Uh, verse 7. This is Philip's answer. Jesus saying, Philip, how are we going to feed these people? And Philip says, It would take more than half a year wages to buy enough bread for each one to have just a bite. Just a bite. And it's like his answer like, Jesus, this is crazy! It's it's like uh, it's like olvídate de esto, Jesus. You know, esto es imposible. In other words, he's like Jesus, forget about it This is an impossible thing. What are you thinking? Is you know, if if I would have been there, if I, if I was there and Jesus has asked me, like hey, Nicholas, how are we gonna feed these five thousand people? I feel like I would say, being honest, I would say like Jesus, I know all the buffet restaurant and there's no one around here. So forget about it. By the way, I have been in all of them. Even there, I'm going to confess my sin and everything. But but he asking him and he say, Jesus, there's no way. This is crazy. If I tell some people, it's easier to say, hey, goodbye, 5,000. See you tomorrow. Go cook. Right? But Jesus said, no, no, no. We have to serve these people. They have been looking for me. I have to serve them. I care for them. And let me tell you a few things that uh, Philip is missing and hopefully when you see them, you can apply to your life as well because it's not about Philip it's about you it's about me you know Philip forget who was the one standing next to him you know, the situation come the battle came and he forget he forgot who was the one next to him. And that's what we usually do. Let me ask you, is that issue have become so big for you? Because it could be like you have been forgetting who is next to you. Like you have been forgetting that Jesus is next to you. And you see the 5,000 as a big thing because you're focusing in the question that he asked you, but you're not focusing on himself himself, and that's something that we usually do you know we measure God's capabilities according to ours we, we tend to raise and lose God's power according to what we can do if we can do something yeah I can do all things in Christ but when it's getting 5,000 you feel then like oh no this, this is hard This is a different deal. Another thing about Philip. Philip focused his eyes on the 5,000, which means on the situation. And what he didn't have, his answer was like, uh, he said, we don't have money. So he focused like, there are 5,000? We don't get money? There's no way to feed them, right? And this is what uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says. It's a reminder for you. For your life, Second um, Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we live by, who knows it? Faith. Let's say it again. For we live by? Faith. Not by sight. Right? But we forget sometimes, right? And Philip, the 5,000 was so big for Philip. Because Philip forgot what Jesus had done in the past. Right, that's what we do sometimes. We forget, like Jesus, make a way for us, and He's gonna do it again. But in that moment, He forgot. He forgot that one time they all were invited to a wedding. This is the very first miracle of Jesus, and being in that wedding, they ran out of wine, and Jesus said, "Bring me water." Right? Jesus turned the water into the best wine ever and I'm wondering if Jesus made this miracle while he was only a guest how much he can do now that he's the host of this gathering right how much can Jesus do for your life if you have him as your savior how much he can do for you if he's your Lord he's able to do absolutely He's able to do it. He can do much more for you. He cares for you. It is an opportunity, not a problem. Now let's meet another disciple. And his name is Andrew. Let's meet Andrew and his interpretation of feeding the 5,000. Let's go to verse 8, John 6, 8. Another of his disciples, Andrew... Simon's Peter brother spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? That was Andrew's interpretation. And what Andrew did is something that we usually do. When we have a solution, a possible solution, or we have an idea, but we care so much about what people think. Right? Sometimes we care about so much about what people will say about us. So what he say, hey God, hey God, Jesus, here is a boy with five lo- bread and two fishes, but I know, I know, I'm just thinking out loud, I know there's no enough for these five thousand people. Have you ever said something like that? Like what you have too small? And I get it, Andrew. And I get it. I want not invite the band to, to come to stage. I get it. Because these are the breads. This are the bread that this boy has. Five loaves of bread. But. The challenge. Is to feed 5,000. So. He had five. But he needs 5,000. You know like five. Is a small number. Never. Compared to 5,000. It's like. Having $5 in your pocket, but you really need 5000 Have you ever been there? I do. <laughs> and even though those $5 that you have are not yours, because they are in your kid's piggy bank, <laughs> right? Because this five loaf of bread that he has doesn't belong to him, but belong to who? To a kid, right? But he said, Jesus, there are five loaf of bread, right? <laughs> Counting what he doesn't have. But he said... But I know, I know, that's not enough. And I get it, Andrew. You know, it's not enough. It's not enough in your hands because this is too small, and the requirements so high. It's not enough in your hands. It's not enough in my hands. Now, what about if we give it to Jesus and put it in His hands? Have you ever thought that you're not enough? Had you ever thought that what you have is so small? Had you ever thought that you're not as capable as your co-workers, that every, everyone is getting a promotion and you're in the same position? Had you ever thought that what you have is not enough because you only have five, but this society requires so much, and and you thought that you don't have enough and you thought that you're not like your siblings or cousins because they're so brilliant and you're not have you ever thought like you you don't have what it takes only because that's more faith you know many of us have been carrying a label and, and it's a label only because of that small thing we have, and it could be a few talents, a few faiths, and you feel like this is so small, just like Andrew. And um, just remember, it is an opportunity, not a problem. It's like it's like it's like this guitar right here, you know? Can can I can I borrow it? Can I try to play guitar here? Can I have a, tra- a training session here? And like this guitar, if I'm honest with you, to me this is just a long piece of wood, well polished. <laughs> to be honest, I don't want to hurt your feelings, right? But to be honest, this will never be in my Christmas list. Which list? Never, because I don't know how to play it. But uh, what about an Nasso's hands? Look at his hands. What about his hands? Because to me, it doesn't have value. What about this piano? This is just an expensive toy to me, right? But in Megan's hands, what about the drum, Pedro? I don't even know how to call this thing right here. How do you call this? (laughs) Bango, right? But Randy had the Michael touch because his hands can have value to it. And it could be that you don't find value in yourself because you haven't put your life in the right hands. And that's what God is saying. I care for you. Give me that small thing. And this is this is what uh, Jesus said in John fifteen five. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So let's wrap this up. And the question is: So, what should what should I do with the small thing I have? The requirements high, but how so small. What should I do? Let's find the let's find the answers in the verses ten and eleven of John six. What should I do with what I have? Verse ten says. Jesus said, have the people sit down. In other words, to me, it's like everything's going to be fine. These 5,000 are an opportunity. Have them them sit down. I will serve them. We will serve them. And the Bible says that there was plenty of grass in that place. And they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Verse 11, this is the this is key verse. The, the Bible said that Jesus then took the loss, he gave thanks, and he distributed to those who were seated, seated as much as they wanted. He did it the same with the fish. So Jesus, the first, can, can we put the first part of the verse? Jesus took it? The first part? Yes. Can we put the first, the part that when, when he said, Jesus took it? Yes, that one. Thank you so much. So he took it. Jesus took the, the loaf of bread. He gave thanks and he distributed. So what should I do what I, with what I have? Take it. Take what you have. He just took it. And it's really interesting because when Jesus took it, the amount didn't change. It was still five lobs. And Jesus, even a small amount, he gave thanks to that. He didn't complain because the disciples weren't ready. He gave thanks to God. God, thank you for for this small amount that we have because we know the need is high and this is what we have look that Jesus didn't ask for what they didn't have I wouldn't say like somebody have butter around here so I can put it in the bread (laughs) but Jesus didn't ask for anything he said what you got he just took it and make it your own own what you have that's yours that's the way God designed you. Don't compare it to anyone else. Whatever you have is enough in Jesus' hand to spark a miracle. That's enough. So He gave thanks to, to, to God. That's the second part that He gave thanks. Um, I remember when I, God called me to ministry. I, the enemy always was giving me those thoughts. Like, do you really think they're going to listen to you? Do you really think you have enough? You weren't even born in the United States. You're a Colombian. But God, God used to tell me, still dance, play at your strengths, play at your strengths, give thanks to what you have. And then the third thing that Jesus did he distributed he distributed so it was something like um, the miracle didn't happen until they just started to distributing the bread they were with the basket or whatever they had the disciples and they were giving bread to people and looking back to the basket and seeing like it was still full and giving more bread and still full and still full. Because miracle happen when they put compassion in action through serving. Miracle didn't happen when you just know what you have and you gave thanks. God, thank you because of what I have. But when you put it in action, then miracle happen. Sometimes we want to have more. And we are not even responsible with the more we have. And, you know, and I was thinking that we really needed a buffet, buffet to feed these people, the 5,000 people. But Jesus is so mighty to use you and to use that, that Jesus opened, and all you can need, fish and bread, <laughs> in the middle, wherever they were. Oh, you don't like that menu? You can look, look, at, look at it like this. Jesus opened and fish sandwich restaurant for people right <laughs> it's all depends on your preferences right <laughs> but he did it he did it and everything happened because he took it he gave thanks and he distributed let me say one more time what you need to do took it gave thanks and distributed with what you have take it Give thanks to God and put it in action. I to invite you to close your eyes this morning. Because God wants you to know that you have enough. You don't need somebody else's talent, you don't need somebody else's voice, you don't need somebody else's mind. You have enough in God. And God asks you this morning, what is that small thing that you have in your hands today? Maybe that small gift, maybe a few skills, maybe a little faith. Or you say maybe I don't have nothing to offer to God. Maybe all I have is failures, deceptions. I have a past. I have doubts have insecurities but I have good news for you Jesus only want your heart this morning Jesus is longing for to own your heart and to use you in mighty ways that you never thought God wants you to know that you are known Your value to Him and your love by Him. He cares for you. He's here for you. The situation you're facing is no bigger than your God. It's no bigger than Jesus. If today is a day that you want to surrender what you have, if today you want to open your heart to Jesus, you can say to Him something like, Jesus, forgive me. And I give you my life. You can have a longer conversation with him later. But today you don't have words. You just can say, Jesus, forgive me. And I give you my life. And you watching at home, or whatever you are, you can say this word to And you want to surrender what you have to him. Jesus, I give you my life because my life find worth in your hands. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your encouragement because you know us better than what we know ourselves and you said that we are enough for you. It is an opportunity. It's not a problem. We leave everything in your hands, God. Amen.